Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 63 of The Wise Guys. We're back. Another week, another episode. We're chilling, kicking it, got our drinks, and we ready to go. We're back. Um, how you feeling tonight, broski? Shit, I'm feeling great, man. You know what I mean? Sipping, like you said. We're in for a Monday night football game. A lot of rain, which I'm not really hype about. We had to deal with that last night. We'll get into all of that. But I am starting episode off with a chef tip, man. It's been a regular thing Let's here. Go. You know what I mean? I'm coming with it. Coming with the knowledge. This one's a little bit more of a opinionated kind of thing, but it's from the inside. So definitely, it's a tip from you know what I mean? Chef, yeah, you know definitely saying? take so. it with a... You know what I mean? A spoonful. You know what I mean? Not even a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) But so I'm explaining how five thirty, six o'clock reservations are usually the best reservations to make when you're eating at a restaurant or showing up to a restaurant. I mean, you usually don't want to show up to a restaurant five thirty six on a Friday, Saturday. It's usually booked if it's a good restaurant. If it's not, it's already sketchy from the jump. But I mean, (laughs) if you go to a restaurant late. It's just common knowledge. I would hope that you're not necessarily going to get the best food because the chef's been working all night. You know what I mean? Like the patience is running thin behind the kitchen unless the robots back there, unless you have some Michelin star restaurant, then I expect it to be great until the very end. But it's just natural for the Philly, like Philly restaurants around here. You know, I mean, a Jersey restaurants, like the chefs are getting a little agitated towards the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people come in. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have that mindset necessarily, but I know a couple of restaurants that do. And I'm just telling you that early reservations are the best reservations rather than later. Definitely. So you heard it there. Definitely. If you're making a reservation to go out to eat, you know, you're taking the girl out or you guys are going out. Make it early. Don't make it late. Yeah, the food's freshly prepped. You know, the chefs are ready to go. Most, like, the energy is high yeah. towards the beginning of the restaurant. Think about you going into work. I mean, like, that's why I'm saying around 6 is probably the greatest. Because you're, like, a little bit... As a chef, you're not waking up at 8 o'clock in the morning unless you're at breakfast. <laughs> yeah. I'm strictly talking dinner here. But you're usually energized, ready to go. You have your coffee before the shift. You know what I mean? You're ready. That's what we do. We drink coffee before the line. That's why I drink it black. <laughs> like That's why I'm so used to the espresso and shit. But you get it, man. Yeah, man, definitely. I know you know the inside of it. You're in the chef industry. So you know, hearing it from you. Definitely going to take the advice. Um, so you heard that, man. But... Uh, um, <clears throat> we had a birthday this week. Drizzy, Drake himself, you already know, uh, the legend himself, Six God, turning 35 years old, man. Congratulations to Drake, by the way, on everything he's done so far in his career. Dude is a talented man, and he's still provided music to us for, I mean, over a decade now. It's just crazy, man. Yeah, he's definitely one of the most talented artists, most consistent artists. Uh, he was an actor. You guys didn't know he probably did <laughs> on the grassy. Um, a lot of people take that as he's a fraud because he's like acting all these roles. He acts hard. I think he's just smart. Um, one of the smarter businessmen out there. Uh, he owns a lot of shit. Um, definitely a, almost. I'm pretty sure he's probably a billionaire. But we're about to get into his albums because he's definitely a musician at best or at yeah, first. Yeah, so that's what we know him for the most. So you want to let him know his first album? Yeah, we're going to go through a little Jersey timeline here. We got all his albums that he released since day one. And I know y'all are Jersey fans out there, so let's get it rolling. In 2009, man, he broke out with So Far Gone. Um, what would you say is the best track on this one, man? What's your favorite track? Uh, best I ever had, definitely. <laughs> I the agree, most yeah. booming one. We were like in, what, uh, seventh yeah. grade? Everybody was bumping that, John. Yeah, yeah that was my <laughs> ringtone, actually, at one point, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Yeah, man, you, you and a lot of other people probably our age. But um, then we're going to move on to 2010. Thank Me Later. A lot of people like this one. Um, you know, a lot of people like all of them. But with this one had Over, Find Your Love, Miss Me, and Fancy on it. What was your favorite track on that one? Gotta Be Miss Me. Um, that with Lil Wayne, Wayne man. man yeah, yeah, I sung that word Shit. for word. I could sing that in my sleep, man. <laughs> Definitely the top. Yeah, I feel like every time him and Wayne got together, I mean, Wayne really put Drake on, signed him to Cash Money, Young Money, uh, him and Nicki and stuff, and they did their thing for a long time. But yeah, I, I would say Miss Me, man. Everything they did together was just always crazy, always fire. They had that Drake Lil Wayne concert at one point. I know that was lit. 
Um, definitely, they were in talks of like doing something like that again. I don't know if they will, but who knows. But Thank Me Later, definitely a classic. 2011, we had Take Care. Now, this is definitely a classic to a lot of people. A lot of day one Jersey fans like this one. Uh, Marvin's Room, Headlines, the motto was on this one. I personally like Headlines the best probably on this one. What you like on that? Yeah, the motto. I mean, it was definitely YOLO was the phrase of that summer. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah. the grandma, that was definitely the most to the popular nephew, song. to the yeah. grandchildren, you know, yeah. <laughs> your mom's mom, <laughs> your mom was probably singing YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was, you seen it on the Wildwood boardwalks and stuff, the sweatshirts, everybody had YOLO shirts and all that, uh, man, good times, but uh, we're going to move on to his next one in 2013. Um, we had Nothing Was The Same. This was a dope album. One of my favorites of his, I got to be honest. Uh, cover art was dope, I think. Uh, started from the bottom. Pound Cake, definitely one of my, my favorites on that album. How about yeah, you? Yeah, Pound Cake was hype. I mean, that beat was insane. Yeah, yeah. Jay-Z killed that. Um, yeah, Pound I mean, Cake. Let's, yeah, let's just talk about like the, the production on this dude's like work. Throughout, like if you, if that's one thing you could say about Drake, all his albums had amazing production. Uh, beats were always good on his albums, and dude always delivers, man, all the way around. But we're gonna switch it, and we're gonna go to the next one. We had "What a Time to Be Alive." This was a collab album with Future himself. Big fans of Future over here. Hopefully, we get that "What a Time to Be Alive" too. But I gotta be honest, I was bumping that digital dash or heavy on this one. How about you, bro? Yeah, jump man, jump man, jump yeah. man. That was that. Yo, that was played on every espn like highlight yeah that whole album is probably one of my favorite albums of all time oh my god i still bump it to this day bro you know we bumped that heavy um definitely got to get the second one it's just definitely gonna happen um but we're gonna move on to the next one and i think yeah this was 2015 we had if you're reading this it's too late i did like this one a lot too energy uh man uh there's so many yeah, there's so many six songs man lou will yeah man definitely a good one i love I, I loved energy that was probably like i think the thought the visuals was dope on that song i liked the the video that he did for it bumped energy i still bump energy i was actually listening to that recently uh definitely probably my favorite one on that yeah for sure for sure but the next one coming up i mean i it wasn't really my steez this one you have views in 2016 by drake hotline bling one dance uh, i don't know that wasn't really my you know views was good but it wasn't my favorite yeah i think if you're reading this was too late he definitely was better on and then views was you know i know there was a lot of hits on there he's always got hits on his albums uh you know billboard hits but uh you know radio play this one got a lot of radio play in my opinion i mean all of his albums did obviously but hotline bling you heard it all over the fucking place man it was just one dance you heard it a lot you know what i mean and um you know i think a lot of people definitely liked that album but it definitely wasn't one of my favorites but the next one we have after that is more life in 2017 free smoke portland um he had some uk artists on this one i think skepta was on it um but now nah, this was definitely a dope album free smoke in portland definitely one of the best tracks on there how about you yeah for sure portland yeah travis quavo man. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a good like collab yeah, yeah yeah i like portland i like uh more life for sure. Yeah, definitely. Portland's one of those songs that still comes on and you still get hype, you know what I mean? Like the beginning. Um, but 2018, we had Scorpion by Jersey with Nonstop, Mob Ties, etc. Uh, Nonstop, you heard that song everywhere, man. This guy just always has at least one hit that's just played for all that entire year almost every day you hear it. <laughs> um, or every week, I should say. But Nonstop, Mob Ties. What do you think about Scorpion, man? Yeah, Scorpion was one of them that was like a little, it wasn't that popular, it was in the tuck, but you didn't realize how many hits were on it actually, you know, like, I feel like that's a lot of Drake albums, I mean, obviously they're gonna be popular and do numbers, but there's a lot more hits than you think, like, yeah. when you really, really break it down. Definitely, man, uh, and then in 2020, two years later, um, we had the Dark Lane Temo tapes. That's a, I, this one was kind of weird because he had some like, didn't he have some old tracks on there as well as new tracks? He had Tusi Slide on there. We know that was big on TikTok, especially. Everybody was doing that dance, um, you know, right? But, uh, yeah. So we had D4L on there as well. We bumped that heavy and landed was one of my personal favorites on that on that joint. What do you think about this one? Yeah, that one was a little. I, I feel like that was a little throw together one. Like yeah, I, he obviously didn't like, put the most time on it, but I, I love D4L man, Future and Thug and Drake. They're my three, one of my three favorite artists. Three of my three favorite artists. <laughs> my bad, you know, we're sipping over here, but yeah, that that collab was fire. 
Yeah, definitely. I think he threw that together because he was taking a while. I think he was already maybe working on Certified Lover Boy at that point or had the idea of starting to work on it. So maybe he threw this out because people were waiting on his music. It's been a couple years at this point. Last album was in 2018. So in 2020, he dropped that, threw it together, threw a few new songs on there. But that leads us to the last one. And this is kind of controversial in a way because a lot of people love it and a lot of people don't. But his most recent album, man, 2021, this the year we had Certified Lover Boy with Knife Talk, No Friends in the Industry, and a lot of other songs that I probably really can't name, to be honest, because I didn't listen to the album that much. Um, I did hear these tracks. These are probably one of the best tracks, in my opinion, on the tape. No Friends in the Industry is tough. Yeah, definitely. No Friends in the Industry got to be my favorite one. Knife Talk. Uh, yeah, both <laughs> both the ones we said, like you alluded 7 to. 7 a.m. on Bro, really, okay. That, that, I know I, I Girls, like Girls, one. Girls is yeah. a popular on Lil Baby, but... I don't know, not my favorite one. Obviously. And then John with Thug and Future, man, you know what I mean? So, yeah, <laughs> way too sexy. We know a lot of people are bumping that song, um, but you know what I mean? It, it is what it is, man. A lot of people liked it, a lot of people didn't. It wasn't really my style, like when Jersey makes the more hype shit. Um, this was kind of more for like the ladies, you know, Certified Lover Boy. I guess it's in its name, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you on that, man. But we got into Drake. We talked his discography, basically, his whole shit. Yeah, that was that was his albums. Yeah, that was his albums, Drake, by the way. Though, yeah, Happy great, great rapper, man. But I want to know, huge Eminem fan as you are. Yes. Um, Nas fan as I am. Is Drake one of the greatest? You know, we come from a huge background where we put artists on a huge pedestal. Got to be spitters. You know what I mean? Is he with the Lil Wayne's, yeah. the M's, the Jay Z's, the big puns? You think he's up there? Or you think he's more of a like? entertainer rapper so we can't put him up there just yet what do you think like like what are you into well, because it, he does make r&b I, yeah. he does make he's a switch artist but like i don't you know you gotta you gotta say tupac I mean, did a little bit yeah, too yeah, and he's yeah. still put up there i mean look like all them artists we just named did get their hands in other stuff jay-z's in a lot of different aspects of business and different industries now um you know m did movies he did Lil all Wayne. That. yeah Lil wayne same thing um kanye you know what i mean he's into the fashion industry all that that was like when we were growing up i feel like it was them four that kind of ran it uh the 2010s you got to throw Jersey in there. It's one of the, the one of the greatest in the generation. Um, again, you know, 90s, Pac, Biggie, Snoop, all them, you know, Nas, um, you know, 2000s. But I, I would say he is an entertainer. And I, I would go as far as to say Drake has bars, but I think he was more of a spitter when he first came out. You know, like the I'm going in days, um, you know, like when he was doing all them freestyles and shit. Like, I think when Jersey first came out, when Wayne signed him, he was going hard with the bars and shit. So he is a spitter. And sometimes when I listen to old shit like that where he's spitting, I'm like, damn, I forgot Jersey could spit like that. Uh, now he kind of makes... I don't know, like club hits and stuff like that. And he's an entertainer. He's great. Like he, he's a genius when it comes to that shit. Um, but I, I would just put him in the category for that reason alone. Yeah, definitely agree with you on that. I was going to say I'll, he's in my top five, honestly. I got to yeah. put him in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just every time I listen to a Drake track, I'm like, damn, like every bar every hits. Bar is like, a, soon, uh, like if I can listen to you on every, every punchline <laughs> like, hits, yeah. you're good enough to be in my top five, man. That's why Jadakiss... Is my top Jada Kiss and Nas my two favorite rappers? Of definitely, all time. yeah. Jada is definitely one of the hardest putters of all time. You already know. And Big L, um, shout out Big L, R.I.P. Big L. Definitely, man. Um, but yeah, I, I'll definitely put Drake up there as one of the greats. I mean, even lyrically. I mean, if you know Drake, you know he can spit. At the end of the day, for sure. So you heard it here. He definitely got him in the top five. I mean, we got him in the top five. How can you not have him in the top five? Anyway, somebody I do not. Having my top five is Doc Rivers' is coaches. <laughs> We're going to get in all yeah, that. And if you couldn't Sixers so, talk coming to Sixers you. Sixers time. It's sports time. I'm not even a Sixers fan fully, man. I'm a Heat fan. But I do shout out y'all, man. I love the way y'all play. I love the fans. I love Embiid. I, area, I love Seth know. Curry. I'm not like how I am with the Eagles. You know, <laughs> I don't pray on y'all downfall. Yeah, yeah. But I will get into the major concerns, man. I want to hear your opinion on what, because you're, uh, as I'm aware, you're more of a Sixers fan than I am. Yeah, on yeah, the record. definitely, definitely. Uh, I know you fucked with the Bulls heavy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you're kind of how yeah. I am, like, yeah. you know what I mean? The Bulls are your Sixers to what they are to me. Yeah, exactly, but anyway, exactly, yeah. we'll get into major concerns, man. Doc Rivers coaching. I want to hear your opinion on that. Yeah, uh, man, I just couldn't wait to get into it this week, man. I mean, I, I know the Sixers, you know, they, they bounce back, but that game against Brooklyn, 
there's no reason, you know, you, you lose that game. I mean, his coaching, the way he he pulls guys when when we're up with a comfy lead, like it, I, even like 10 points sometimes, you know, the starters come out immediately. I think that's a huge, huge issue that Doc needs to stop doing. I get it's a coaching strategy, especially, you know, uh, nowadays, you know, load management, and he doesn't want to tire out these guys. You want to have them for the season. As we are, are aware, I mean, the Sixers do have a serious injury history, so I get the approach. But at the same time, there's no reason, especially against a team like this, you're not playing the Orlando Magic. You're playing the Brooklyn Nets uh, with Kevin Durant with the basketball in his hands going crazy. So I just think that that being said, you can't rest your guys this early. Doc, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I am aware that Embiid was hurt last game. And yeah, he went to the locker room at halftime because yeah. of tightness. And, you know, I, it's I already get it. starting with it. But yeah. I mean, but other ben guys, Simmons, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Toby, yeah. Uh, Seth, you see them all come out and it's just unacceptable. Even Maxi. I mean, uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Nah, that's what I really want to get into right now, honestly. Maxi, Tyrese Maxi is definitely proven to me that he's a starter on this basketball team. Um, they're definitely missing Simmons, I feel. It pains me to say that, well, but that's just another aspect, big I body. Like, I feel like yeah. that's why the Sixers were kind of as good as they were, because they were tall. They would beat you with the tallness. You had Tobias, yeah. you had Joel Embiid, you had Ben Simmons, you had Danny Green, which I mean, we're going to yeah. get into him. When you look at, uh, when you he, look at He's not doing good. But Tyrese yeah, Maxey versus Ben Simmons. Uh, there is obviously a big size difference. There's a play difference. Maxie's, you know, he's a quick guy. He's, he's fast on the he's court. He's a young rookie. He's young. He's got a lot of energy, man, on the out on the court. He always wants to make a play, um, and and he tries to well, score. Not a rookie, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just, I mean second year, and I, I think you know he's doing an incredible job. I think he's averaging 16 points right now. Um, and what we're how many games into the season? Uh, only a few. So I mean, I liked what I see out of this kid, and I think he can produce for this offense as a point guard that can score. Uh, I know we're not used to that, but we are missing Ben on defense. Don't get it wrong. I mean, we do have T still. We have these guys that, you know, Embiid, obviously, but he, again, uh, he's not 100% healthy. We know that. Uh, but I do think the Sixers are missing Ben's, you know, uh, another body like that on the court. I agree with you there, uh, which you said. But yeah, and as much as we're praising Maxi, we do got to pump the brakes a little bit. He is short. He is shooting 43%. Um, that, that's why we're kind of heavy on Ben Simmons here. If you guys weren't aware, uh, he's not, we're not saying he's better than Ben Simmons by no, any means, no, no, no. but we do love his energy. We like him stepping up. I feel like he has potential. Like you said, it's his second year. The experience um, is good yeah, for Yeah, it's going to come with him. Uh, I like Embiid. I like t- him under Embiid's wing, essentially. I do not like him under Danny Green's wing. We're going to get into Danny Green. Um, he's just not getting it done. I've witnessed him <laughs> shoot three air balls in crunch time in the we game we're talking him about. We watched shoot three air balls yeah. straight, and there there was just no reason for that. I mean that uh, that alone. I mean that's nine points right there. Um, I mean, even if you missed it, he airballed three threes, which is horrible. It's terrible, especially I mean, for this team. Uh, you're start you're starting small forwards, averaging five, three, and zero. That just that's unacceptable if you're yeah. going to try and make it to the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, one player I got to shout out here is Toby, man. I feel like Toby's kind of been stepping it up in the aspect of, you know, rebounding and he's scoring, uh, which is which is tough, man. I feel like every game he, you know, he's a solid guy on the team. I feel like he's a solid body on the court. Um, but Cork uh, <laughs> Maz, he's definitely he's 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 one of my favorite players. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't lie. Yeah, no. And I think he actually joined the Sixers list for uh, threes. Um, a certain amount of threes in a certain amount of time. I don't have the numbers up in front of me, but he made a list basically that has AI Kyle Korver on it, you know, Sixers legends uh, for threes, um, you know, so in a certain amount of games or whatever. But I, I think Quirk Maz is definitely, he's he's doing his thing. Uh, so shout out to him. And Seth Curry. I mean, Seth Curry, he's, you know, he's shooting the ball. He's shooting it well from what I can see. Uh, he had a little inconsistency last season, but I think this season he's going to be, a, he's going to be solid for us. Yeah, definitely. I like where the Sixers are headed. Um, they are what they do have a winning record, so we're not going to bash them as much. But there is improvements that we that need to be handled like immediately. Yeah, they could especially have with more. Doc Rivers. They could have yeah, won yeah, more. just his coaching. But speaking of teams that won more, the Chicago Bulls. I know you're heavy on them, man. How are you feeling about them, Chicago Bulls? They got the new squad, Vucevic, 
Levine, Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan. How do you think they're flowing well? Do you think they're flowing well together? Yeah, man, I was really heavy on the Chicago team before the season started. You know that. Um, you know, I love the additions this season. Uh, DeRozan, Lonzo, you know, I, I just love to see it. They really have a complete team that I feel pl- plays with great chemistry uh, on the court. And I, I think they really have it kind of almost figured out. I mean, if this team can continue to, you know, play the way they've been, I think they could be a solid factor in the East, man. I think they're going to finish top 10 probably by the end of the season. That's a hot take. Uh, and, um, you know, above 500, uh, definitely. Uh, we know we haven't really seen that out of the Bulls. And for those of you that don't know, I mean, I really do fuck with the Bulls. They're kind of like a second team to me. Um, you know, I really hate that kind of mindset, usually with sports. But uh, D-Rose, man, was one of my favorite players. So I always rocked with the Bulls, uh, you know, since I was a young bull. But definitely a Sixers fan at heart. Um, but I do like the, what I'm seeing out of the Chicago Bulls. I think they, you know, they're really, they really got to figure it figured out, man. But my next question that leads me to is how do you feel about your squad, man? Miami, the Miami Heat are looking serious, people. Yeah, I like how we're looking. We're one and one with a loss to the Pacers in overtime. We weren't quite in that game in the first half, but we got into it in the second, which I liked. We never really gave up, which is why I love us. I love the Miami Heat because of that in our squad. I love Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, That's Jimmy what Butler. I, to I feel ask like we you. all mesh well. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the Kyle Lowry pickup. You like him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I, f- I like him under Duncan Robinson. He's a good point guard because Duncan obviously is a three-point shooter, but there's some things he can improve on like ball handling and awareness because if he wants to be a shooting guard, I don't know if we got him at the point or if we want to ever get him at the point. Yeah. I hope not, but you know I like Kyle Lowry. That's why we got him clearly, but I love Tyler Hero averaging 28. Yeah, man, I, I know that's your boy. You've been heavy on Hero since he's came in the league. Uh, I can definitely vouch for you there. Uh, but I, that, I, I really feel like these are kind of two similar teams, Chicago and Miami's, like chemistry, the way the players, the kind of role players that they have on this team. Um, you know what I mean? I, I feel like they're getting it done. I like I like the Heat's chemistry that they got. Kyle Lowry definitely, he fits on this team well, uh, along with guys like Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam out of Bayou. I think that's that's definitely huge for y'all and i think y'all got to figure it out as well so i can't wait to see what they do yes sir we will see tonight as the heat face the magic i got duncan robinson four threes you heard it here first man he's gonna have a huge first game back in miami um i love us playing home man the energy at home is just crazy in miami stadium um yeah shout out to heat man i got us going deep in the playoffs i might be speaking pipe dreams but a guy could dream you know that what do you think about a duncan robinson comparison to kyle corbin like role yeah i kind of like that i think he's like a new kyle corbin they're not a three and d guy but they're a three and they're a five and four yeah yeah, yeah, Yeah. you know they could break any three record (laughs) yeah um steph curry man steph curry not seth (laughs) steph curry uh, Seth Curry did go off yesterday, by yeah, the way. I think he saying. scored like 28 points. Well. He was like 6 for 9 from 3. He yeah. just went he off. He 6 threes, but, I think, in yeah, the yeah, first yeah. quarter or two. That's crazy, man. But Steph Curry. I mean, the Curry bros are just going nuts. Like, yeah. right now. I really yeah. like how they're starting yeah. off. Um, Steph Curry without Clay is going crazy. So I can't imagine how the Warriors are going to be with Clay. You think it's going to fuck their um, chemistry up? That's what I'm thinking about. I really don't. I think Jordan Poole is really not. The player who I thought he was going to be. Yeah, man. They, everybody on Twitter was heavy on him being the most improved player. I was heavy on him, uh, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of riding it. I, yeah. I seen how he was playing towards the end of the year. Um, I saw Clay obviously wasn't in. He's not going to be in until around December, November. But he is looking like he's coming back sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, I like how the Warriors are playing, man. I can't lie. I, they are small. They're playing small. They I feel like if the Warriors – I mean, not the Warriors. Yeah. If the Lakers really, really start picking it up, that will be a huge – huge like obstacle for the warriors but i like them man they could shoot the fuck out of any team yeah no and i think that's what makes them dangerous i think um they're not the 2021 chiefs <laughs> i feel like they're more the 2019 yeah i think um <laughs> definitely man I, I i don't know i mean i think the warriors are the warriors definitely i mean when clay gets back we're gonna see the splash brothers at it again i mean steph curry is shooting the lights out already he's got you know six Six three sank in the first quarter. I mean, he does that on the regular. Nobody else can really do those type of things. But that pretty much concludes the NBA talk. You know what time it is. You know what we have to wrap it up with for today. And that's NFL Week 7, people. That's right. 
week seven. And it's almost crazy to say that because the NFL season felt like it just started. But good news is we have a longer NFL season this year. They added two games. A lot of teams were on a bye this week. But let's get into it, man. First things first, we had Washington versus Green Bay. We knew what the outcome of this game was going to be. Washington, not so good. I mean, there's three teams right now that are two and five in the NFC East, and I can tell you the Cowboys aren't one of them. But <laughs> I had to sneak in my punches. Uh, they win twenty four to ten. Green Bay, man, how about Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, uh, he definitely doesn't own the Washington football team, but he owned them today or yesterday, excuse me. But I, I like Tyler Haneke, man. Uh, he's really playing like he should. I don't expect him to go out there and be Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but no, no. I don't like the interception. I do like the touchdown. Um, I feel like he's an aware quarterback. He's not out there all frantic and shit, like, you know, yeah. panicking like a Zach Wilson. Sorry for his injury. I hope he gets better, but had to throw that in. Um, I don't know. I like the way the Washington football team played. I don't like the way they're headed, though. I don't like the direction they're headed in. I don't see them getting any better um as you said the cowboys are in that division so it's going to be really tough for them to have any thought i do like them having the lead early i thought like honestly i was like oh shit we're in for a good game but that very very much did not happen <laughs> yeah and uh terry mclaurin i mean you got to give it to the kid he's been an absolute baller since i mean he's came in the league doing his thing i mean even playing with taylor heineke at this point and he's over 100 yards for the day 122 to be exact with a touchdown on seven catches you gotta like that i mean you get what you get out of him um you know logan thomas being injured definitely affects this team definitely affects me as a fantasy owner (laughs) (laughs) but it is what it is um but you know i think washington's kind of at a plateau right now they're dealing with injuries and I don't know. They are dealing with the Cowboys in the division. Okay, I'll stop. But it's just, you know, it is what it is. But we're going to move on to the next game in week seven. What's Tell them what it is, man. Chiefs-Titans. I didn't really see this coming. I can't lie to y'all. I should have. I really should have, man. As a betting man, we dig deep into the research. The odds were against the titans and that's clearly why i should have picked them man vegas was making a clean sweep this week i mean as i'm aware vegas was down bad last week so they had to come in and make a clean sweep and why not it be the chiefs against the titans when we seen the chiefs on a down downfall anyway a decline um pat mahomes is really making me sad this year man i i did not see this coming yeah um i want to see him tyree kill travis kelsey ball out I'm not a Chiefs fan by any means, but I do root for Pat Mahomes. I do root for Kelsey. I do root for Tyron Matthew and Tyreek Hill, McCold Harmon. Yeah, there's a lot of players I root for, but I could care less if they win. But as a team, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I want so the players to win. This score <laughs> definitely wasn't expected from this game. I mean, the lead in rusher was Pat Mahomes with 35 yards. Yeah, I'd like to know how flipped this was for Vegas and how much money they, they won, actually, uh, <laughs> off the day. Uh, it was set up. I mean, the public was heavy on Kansas City, obviously. Like Derrick Henry didn't rush for 100 yards. He didn't even get a touchdown rushing. Yeah, if um, I if I read these stats off, you, you to wouldn't really believe it. Derrick um, Henry with a passing touchdown. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even think that's the first time he's done that, which is crazy, absolutely insane. But it's just you know, just it's crazy to me that the, the Chiefs didn't even score a touchdown. I mean, Patrick Mahomes nearly got knocked the fuck out. I mean, that was scary, dude. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. And I'm a huge fan of Patrick Mahomes too, so it's kind of hard to sit here and watch the way they did play. Um, but huge fans, man. Obviously, a Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. You want to see them do good, but is it? Did the league finally figure them out though? Do you think that's the problem, man? Yeah, uh, the defense is just trash. Are they exposed? The defense is just trash. Um, yeah. uh, nobody's scared of the Chiefs' defense. I'm sorry, Andy Reid. Obviously, I'm yeah. a huge Andy Reid fan. I mean, all um, they really have is Tyron Matthew. Yeah, I mean, their scheme is just terrible. He's not 100 uh, yeah. healthy this year. Definitely affects them. They don't have anybody on the defense besides Tyron Matthew, in my opinion. That <laughs> yeah. really is no, uh, yeah. a dog. Um, I feel like they all just come for the paycheck. Uh, I would like to see them not like that. And the offensive line obviously needs some help. 
I don't see Pat Mahomes lasting long without getting injured, as we he, saw. Yeah, and, and um, I'm surprised he passed the concussion protocol. Yeah, one more thing. I just got to sneak in real quick before we move on to the next game. But Patrick Mahomes just seems to look nervous when he's throwing the ball this year. I don't know what it is. He does not look as confident as you're used to seeing him throw the ball, which is kind of weird. I was really watching. I was going over the game, actually. I was watching the highlights, and I was just like, he really does not look confident this year at all. And I guess it's the way he started out. I mean, the dude has yeah, more interceptions yeah. this year than he did, and I think in his whole entire season last season so he's not confident in his offensive line yeah that that's a huge issue as well but um another team with offensive line struggles and um you know just struggles all around unfortunately <laughs> but not for me the eagles versus the raiders philly how are we feeling man i just got to check in to see if y'all are still flying uh it's you know it's 33 to 22 <laughs> we're looking on the day started out 7 and they oh man did touchdown. not cover that spread um but you know it, it hurts you know not even just fans but the betters out there as well um but we ha- we have it man the las vegas raiders get the dub in Vegas, I mean, I don't know, man. Jalen Hurts is not looking like the quarterback that Philly expected out of him. He did have a decent day, 200 and some chains and two touchdowns. Derek Carr looking pretty well with 323 yeah, yards. That's what touchdowns. I really, bro. Yeah. Derek Carr, 31 for 34. <laughs> I mean, that's that Eagles defense, man. I mean, I talk I'm, about a sniper. I'm trying not to be biased here, but they really are. Their defense just sucks. Swiss it, cheese. It is what it is. They get cut up all day. Um, there's holes everywhere in the defense. Uh, I, I, you really can't say much more. I mean, the score basically speaks for itself. I'm, I'm surprised they dropped 22 points this game. Yeah, I mean, as you said, the Eagles' defense is just horrible. Um, I mean, Nick I Sirianni, put, I, I, like, I don't want to put too much blame on him, but I, th- I don't think he's going to be. Good I, for I him. know the Eagles want to see Miles Sanders run, but I don't think the offense creates enough space for him to he run. Well when, I, whenever game. I see like, them run with Miles Sanders, I just see him either break out for a nice ass run, or he's either chewed up in the backfield. Yeah, they try to screen it to him sometimes, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Miles Sanders. I mean, he got banged up yesterday, and uh, Jalen Hurts I again. Actually, I just, I just have to. Re- reiterate this Jalen Hurts' accuracy is a true problem I mean I, I it really is at this point uh, he, he I think he's down there you think he's ranked 29th on completion percentage this season um and it's just bad man I mean Philly needs more out of their quarterback and I think they're not getting it this is a very young team though I mean I will say that it's a very young team that has a lot to figure out and first year head coach uh they just have a lot of issues right now yeah and one thing I really want to get into really quick is if I was a GM, I can't believe I'm saying this, man, but I would rather have Mac Jones over Jalen Hurts and Tua out of the three Alabama quarterbacks. Right now, I'm taking Mac Jones. Yeah. Who are you taking? Yeah, absolutely. They should have drafted Mac Jones um, and not maybe Jalen Hurts. I mean, I, I don't know. I was shocked they picked Hurts in the draft, and uh, I think that threw a lot of people off. And I, I don't know, man. The, the Eagles just seem to have a lot of issues this season so far. Yeah, man, as well as the Giants. We're going to stick in a division. Um, but they looked great this game. Uh, I, I can't lie, Daniel Jones catching like Odell Beckham. Yeah, they were, uh, yeah, they were gassing him up with yeah, that. I don't Daniel think it was Jones so much Jr. OBJ-ish. Um, <laughs> no, he bombed <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a good play. I did happen to see it live. I mean, yeah, it, it's a good confidence boost for him in the squad. Um, got, Joe Judge does get his does get his flowers. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. I'm going to throw you off real quick. Real quick. Just because it's on the topic of the NFC East. Do you... My, we're going to take Dak Prescott out of this conversation. But the second best quarterback in the division, do you think it's Daniel Jones at this point? I don't. I think it's Taylor Heineke. I Ooh. still like what I see out of him. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Taylor Heineke. All right. No, nah, I just wanted your opinion right there. If you So my little assumption out of that is you take the best team in the nfc east and you put the quarterback on that so if i put daniel jones on the cowboys and if i put taylor heineke on the cowboys i see the cowboys going further with taylor heineke okay okay no i like i just wanted to you know throw a little question at you right there but uh yeah man the the giants i mean saw their first win in weeks uh or a few weeks at least daniel jones on the day just over 200 yards and a tutty um 23 for 33 on the day sammy d sammy darnold man not getting it done 111 yards no touchdowns and a pick not gonna get it done yeah i really want to get into sam darnold um I was high on him coming into the season, as we all were. Uh, he had, he was leading the league in rushing touchdowns at one point, which was mind-blowing to me. Um, the, Cal- the Carolina Panthers seemed like they had the flow going. The energy was high. Um, 
I like Matt Rule as a coach. I'm starting to backpedal on that, honestly. Um, I don't know if the play calling so sharp. I don't really like their players. Uh, Robbie Anderson was really never in my top 30 wide receivers. I can't lie. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't like the Panthers in general as an offense. I love their defense. Their defense is tremendous. I think it's what's keeping them in games. Um, clearly not in the Giants game uh, as you let Daniel Jones put 25 on you. Um I don't know. I just don't see the Panthers going far. I had as much faith in them as I did the Broncos, if that makes any sense. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't high on the Broncos as everybody else was, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Steelers fan. Um, yes, I am salty about Tebow, but anyway, <laughs> Yo, I don't you know. know. I feel like crazy. a lot of teams were overrated. You know what's crazy about this, the, the game, though? I mean, because I did watch it, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but it was... Uh, <laughs> Jeez, what a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, fun Sunday. Uh, the Cowboys were on a bye. I was bored. Um, but uh, they put P.J. Walker in, man, and I am a fan of that guy. But he's just because he came from the XFL, you know, his story, I was a fan of him. He did win some games before. Um, but uh, they put him in. They wound up putting him in, I believe, in the, the fourth quarter. Uh, I guess I don't know if that was because yeah, Matt Sam Rule Darnold, said he needed a spark. Yeah, I think Sam Darnold was just shit in the bed, and they didn't know what else to do at that point, so they gave PJ Walker some time. Um, I, like I said, man, I just thought that's something I had to mention just because I was like, wow. Yeah, I just no seen doubt. Sammy D get benched, and I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, no doubt. Um, that's a team definitely in shambles. They need to get it together. I heard Deshaun Watson's Bobby in Anderson the talks. Is trash, by the way. Yeah, yeah, trash, yeah. Trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard Deshaun Watson's in the talks. We'll see how far as that goes. Um, he's still pending on that investigation. We'll see how that goes as well. But the Falcons, they didn't blow it. I mean, <laughs> that, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to start off like that. They had the Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, how do you think he's doing, man? Uh, he had 291 yards this game, four touchdowns, two interceptions. He was 32 for 40, but do you think this game is on him? Do you think this game's on Miami defense? Or do you think this is just Matty Ice being Matty Ice? <laughs> well, I mean, they were bound to get a to, to get a win. I mean, the Falcons haven't been that great this season. They're three and three. You know, they're just breaking 500 right now. But the Dolphins are absolutely horrendous. One and six. And it's just crazy to me because Tua, man, I expected more out of Tua. He did have a decent day. I mean, he threw for 291, four tutties, but two interceptions is going to hurt you. Um, Matty Ice, again, I mean, you know, he did his thing, and he has these type of games uh, over 300 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw a pick. Uh, Cordell Patterson has been a huge factor for them. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, he's been doing his thing since he's come. he's came in. You know, he's kind of like a utility knife. They can use him all over the field. Uh, they can pass it to him. He can run it. And he, it was kind of funny because I seen an interview he was doing. He was like, yeah, don't label me a position. Like, I'm not a wide receiver. I'm not a running back. He's like, I'm a playmaker. I go out there and ball. And I kind of got more respect from him since I seen that. Uh, he had a tutty on the day. Kyle Pitts, man, this is the, this is multiple games now for him. Over 100 so yards. So mad I didn't bet on this game, no, man. I was, I was looking it. at it. National I Tight Ends Day. It. We were all over the tight end props, man. Uh, Kyle Pitts, though. And Zach Ertz. And I've so obvious, on this but guy. we'll get into that. Yeah, you, bro. <laughs> I already wanted to bring that up. But seven receptions, 163 yards for the kid. Uh, Kyle Pitts, no tutty, unfortunately. But Gusecki did. Uh, again, National Tight Ends Day, man. Uh, and he had 85 yards. I did bad, actually. Bad beats. Yeah, terrible beats, man. I had a tight end lock going. Neek knew about it. And uh, Gusecki, he, he hit. But, you know, the other, the other, honestly, Travis Kelsey is the reason I didn't fucking hit, but that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is down yeah. bad. Yeah. If I told um, you Travis Kelsey wasn't scoring a touchdown on National Tight Ends Day and he didn't score last week, what would you tell me? <laughs> You're crazy. But what I really, really want to get into is Jared Goff first Sean McVay. This game was hyped up. We were this game to was amped yeah. up. Everybody was looking forward to it, as you said. I was personally because I wanted to see Jared Goff ball out, man. I can't lie. Matthew Stafford is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. You know that. can allude to that. Um, but Jared Goff really got dumped off. I, I didn't really like how that whole thing went. Um, you could have traded him to maybe a better team than the Lions. I know he wasn't <laughs> the best quarterback. But yeah. my guy could have went to the Saints. Um, I like Jameis Winston on the Saints. We'll get into all of that. Yeah, but then – but LA wouldn't have Natty Staff. Yeah, yeah, that that's the way the trade worked out. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But I don't know, man. I like Jared Goff. I like how he came out hot. I don't like the finish of this game for him, but I like it as a Rams and a Matthew Stafford 
cheer guy. I'm not going to say fan. <laughs> you know, these Steelers, Cowboys fans over here. That's the fans we are. But I like Jared Goff, 268, one touchdown. I don't like his two interceptions on that game. Uh, Saul McVay had the last laugh. Yeah. Matthew Stafford had the last laugh. He did. Um, Cooper Cup, man, he's just really balling out. <laughs> I didn't see him to yeah. be who he was going to be. I told you he was going to uh, be like Yeah, yeah, he's just crazy. <laughs> to have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods... Um, Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson is really stepping up. Uh, Daryl Henderson, Deshaun Jackson. Um, he had a target, no catches, no yards, but Cooper Cup at 156. Yeah, that's all you really got to say. Two touchdowns, 156 yards on 10 catches for Cooper Cup. I mean, he's just playing lights out. I mean, they said he's on pace to to have seasons like Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt days. Uh, you know, so that's kind of interesting to see. Uh, Daryl Henderson, you didn't. He he's been making noise, but he didn't make much noise this game. 15 carries, 45 yards, no tutties on the day. But Matt Stafford himself, man, we're high on the boy. He's 30, 334 yards and three tutties, man. He just gotta love that. Um, but Jared Goff, though, shout out to him for holding his weight. And they made it a closer game than I thought they would. I mean, I, I didn't. I thought they were going to get blown out, to be honest. So. Yeah, their coach seems really passionate. He just really seems like he wants them to win, which I kind of can appreciate. Um, Jared Goff, he definitely needs to take a little bit more accountability. A little bit more accountability. Um, he needs to be way better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> way better for sure. But another revenge game, man, we're going to get into Cardinals, Texans, D Hop against his old squad, JJ Watt against his old squad. I had a feeling that this was going to be a blowout. Um, <laughs> Kyler Murray, man, just showing us why he's the MVP candidate. 261 yards, 20 for 28, three tutties and an interception. Um, who do you think's the best team in the NFC West, the Rams or the Cardinals? Uh, this is tough for me because, you know, Coming into this season, I was very high on the, the Rams. I still very am high on the Rams. I still think they're pretty much the best balanced team in the NFL. I'll stand by that. Um, it's crazy to think about, but I just read something earlier. The top five teams in the NFL right now are in the, in the NFC, and I believe it's the Rams, the Cardinals, the Bucks. I think – the Packers and the Cowboys, uh, which is really crazy to me. Uh, we know the AFC is usually stacked. Now we have Tom Brady in the NFC, so that definitely makes a difference. But the NFC is balling out, though. But, I mean, Arizona, I mean, they're 7-0. and I mean, the, the record speaks for itself. Did you see that video with J.J. Watt? He was screaming on the sideline. He's like, maybe we're just that fucking good. Maybe we're just fucking better. Like, they, they always make excuses for why we're winning, but maybe we're just fucking better. That's why. And I liked his energy. I think it was kind of fun for them to blow out the Texans. Uh, and them meaning J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins, who had a touchdown, by the way, on the day. Um, Zach Ertz, though, got to just bring that up real quick. Zach Ertz having a day for himself and a touchdown. And his gloves and game ball are actually heading to Canton, Ohio for the uh, the Hall of Fame because not him going to the Hall of Fame, but uh, that was actually the first time in NFL history that a player had scored his last game for his team before getting traded and then scoring on his new team back-to-back. Uh, so those, that's a little fun fact. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do think it's cute that they're winning. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I did kind of get yeah, off subject you know I mean? there, but no, they're, they're winning. My but, bottom I mean, line is they, they beat the Titans. They look, beat the Vikings. They beat the Jaguars. They beat they they did beat the Rams head on. I that did, that, I, that yeah. I will give them. I, I, uh, they beat the 49ers. Again, they and, beat uh, the Browns. I they did, beat the Texans. I did get off track there. Um, but my bottom line is I, I would have to say that I do still have the Rams taking the division. I think they're the best. And, uh, you know, maybe people are going to call me crazy for that because the Cardinals are looking as good as they are. But the Rams, at the end of the day, I think if it comes down to the division, they are going to take it still, still heavy on the Rams. Definitely heavy on the Rams here. By the way, shout out my boy AD, man. He had a sack on Jared Goff. AD definitely getting it done. Cam Hayward is better. (sighs) But they're still using two guys to guard my boy. That's all I care about, man. He's still balling. Definitely, man. Speaking of NFC teams, the Bucs, we brought them up. Tom Brady is just killing Father Tom, man. Call him Father Tom. Uh, how long can this guy play? He's probably going to play until I'm 50. Um, I don't know, man. But <laughs> yeah. he threw a 600 TD. That's crazy. Did you um, see how they had to get the ball back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Evans. guy got absolutely fleeced. <laughs> Yo, I think we do have here what he actually got. They gave him a $1,000 store credit to the so, shop in the yeah, stadium. Yeah, they, they gave him two signed jerseys and a helmet from TB12, a signed Evans jersey, a $1,000 store credit, yeah, as you said. Yeah. 
I, that that might be a win. That's what I'm saying. That's I definitely think he a win because he, he got yeah. two signed jerseys. He had a a Tom Brady signed jersey, a Tom Brady signed helmet, and a, game a Mike Evans ball. jersey, yeah. a game replacement ball, and a thousand dollars store credit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, made, I think that's a win. Right, I know yeah. a lot of people in the comments like talking shit, for that but dude. yeah, no, <laughs> I definitely think he got a good return for that. Um, I I think it was cool though at the fact that they were able to retrieve the ball, you know, and you see Mike Evans quote in Tom Brady's tweet and stuff. They're being funny, but let's talk about the score though. Thirty eight to three. Oh my God. Tom Brady, Mr. Tampa Bay himself with 211 yards, four tutties on the day. And Justin Fields probably having, you know, one of the worst days, I think, uh, of his career uh, with 184 yards, three interceptions. That's right. Interceptions. I don't want to put this game completely on Justin Fields. Um, You can't. And those interceptions, the the one interception, yeah, the play calling is just horrendous. Matt Nagy has just tested positive for COVID. So that basically just summed up the Bears' season. Um just not taking precaut not taking cautions. Like, um they just suck at play calling. They suck all around. I would not be hype if I was a player on you the You know, Bears. I gotta I honestly just I really one thing about this game I could say is I feel bad for Cole Komet. Um as a young tight end in the league. I feel like if he was on a better team, he would be able to produce more. I was kinda high on him early on. And I think that I don't know, it just sucks for some of these young guys that get they get on these teams that are just as trash as they are. Yeah, I was actually hoping for him to be on the Steelers. I, I would like Cole Komet, but I'm I but saying. I liked us getting Pat Fryer moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. He's been he's been solid Steelers fans him. out there. Um Ebron has he's been stepping it up the past couple of games. Um both our teams were on a bye, so as you could tell, we're trying to sneak them in a little bit because we can't get into them. But one game I really want to get into heavily Hell yeah. the Bengals. The Ravens. This one was what I thought. Well, actually, I thought it was going to be a blowout, but it ended up being a. Bl- I mean, I thought this was going to be a close one, but it ended <laughs> up being a blowout. Yeah. So forty-one yeah. seventeen, the Bengals took it. Did um, not expect this score. I got to be honest. Joe uh, Burrow is just stepping up. I thought, you know, obviously divisional games. They're you know just as good as any other divisional games. Joe Burrow stepping up the way he did. Uh, it was a great week to have him in fantasy. I just picked him up last week for a backup, and I had to start him this week as Josh Allen was on a bye. Um, and a great week to start him. I mean, he, he did his thing for me, and he had four hundred. 16 yards, three touchdowns, only one interception on a day. And Lamar Jackson on the flip side with 257 yards, one TD. Uh, Joe Mixon, I know that's your boy. You got him in fantasy as well. One touchdown on the day. And Jamar Chase, let's talk about this kid real quick. I mean, he's he's absolutely balling. He might be – he really could be offensive rookie of the year at this point. I mean, every game this kid's scoring a touchdown, and he has over 100 yards. And he had over 200 yards this game, 201 yards to be exact, on eight catches and a touchdown. I think this Barrow-Chase connection, again, I said it weeks ago, and I'll say it again, this is the best thing the Cincinnati could have did was getting these two guys together. 1,000%. Um, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase played together in LSU, if you guys weren't aware. Um the best, one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL. I wouldn't go yeah. as far as putting them top five, but they're definitely in my top ten, no doubt about it. Um, these guys can compete with the best of them. I will name off my top five since I threw that little yeah, out there. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I got to go Tom Brady and either A.B. or Tom Brady, Mike Evans. Pick your poison. Yeah. Uh, I like Dak and C.D. I like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Um and then, yeah, maybe, maybe top five, maybe top five, top yeah, six. Um, thinking I'm, I'm thinking off top. To top five. Um, yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah, they might be close to top five at this point. Simply because Justin Herbert really doesn't have that wide, like that Tyreek Hill. He, he doesn't. Out, have, he's not being well, utilized. I, Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, but we're speaking now, like yeah, yeah, literally, yeah, like yeah. week no, this yeah. week. Exactly. Uh, as of week seven, that's an accurate top five. I'll vouch for it, and I'd probably rock the same exact way. Um, but yeah, man, the Bengals getting the win, forty-one to seventeen on the day. It was just—I mean—they kind of shocked everybody. I think everybody thought the Ravens were going to take it. Uh, but again, man, the divisional games are tough. Joey B stepping up and taking down Lamar was huge for his legacy already. Um, but we are going to move on to the next game. I know you don't want to get into this, bro. We had a wet one, and, and uh, it was—it was a sad day for your boy. But we're going to get into it. It's Colts, San Fran. The fucking monsoon we had last night on the game, thirty to eighteen. Who won? Tell them who won. 
So the Colts winded up pulling out the dub, uh, which was a horrendous game from Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, down the stretch, he had an opportunity to will the San Francisco 49ers to a win. But, I you mean, gotta take the, weather, I, I, the, the weather definitely yeah. wasn't counting. I mean, it was um, fucking poor. Yeah, they had to throw it down the field. They weren't getting anything in the run. I mean, no, they, they definitely were. Elijah Mitchell was running down the field. But towards the end of the game, if you were watching, um, the Colts were just stopping the run. So they had to pass it, which Debo Samuel was effective. Um, yeah, but yeah. the rain definitely, definitely was a factor. Uh, I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. Honestly, I liked his accuracy in the rain. He did have a couple of passes deep downfield. There were some dimes, even in the pouring rain. Um, I will give Wentz his flowers on that say, Michael Pittman touchdown. That was I, a nice deep ball. But that stupid interception that he threw when he flicked the ball forward, that was that was just dumb. Yeah, man, I, and you know, I I got to be honest though, I was kind of shocked that Wentz did a little better than I expected in this can weather condition, um, you know, and he is he's playing a lot better on the Colts than he was on the Eagles, um, so maybe you know definitely, I mean that's not a question. The Eagles were definitely an issue for this guy, but. Um, you know, he, he did have two hundred two two touchdowns, hundred fifty yards for being as heavy as the weather was. Um, but you know, Jonathan Taylor, man, he's playing crazy. One hundred seven yards and a touchdown on the day. Again, we said it week one before week one. We were really heavy on this kid last year. We're still heavy on him, and he just continues to ball out. Definitely one of my favorite backs, young backs in the league, I should say. And uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Had this guy on the parlay. He went 105 and a touchdown on four catches. And for these weather conditions, Debo and him really did ball out. Uh, so you got to give it to those. Got to give it to them because it's not easy to do. Yeah, shout out to wide receiver one. The running back one, wide receiver one, running back one are both squads showing out, scoring a touchdown apiece. But one thing we want to get into before we go is the Monday night football game between the Saints and the Seahawks. This is a huge matchup uh, for Geno Smith, obviously. He had that brutal loss to the Steelers, man. I mean, <laughs> that that's just such a painful loss. I mean, TJ Watt strip sack fumble to lose the game. Yeah. Chris Boswell to win the game. Um, you got to bounce back from that, right? No, you definitely have to. Um, I think this is going to be a closer game than people expect. Uh, Geno Smith can play football. You know, he's not terrible. And I think, you know, it really comes down to his connection with the receivers this game. Alex Collins has been playing pretty good uh, backing up Chris Carson there. They did reactivate. Uh, Penny off the IR, so that'll be a solid, solid move for them. Uh, Russell Wilson being hurt is really just hurting this team at this point. I was high on Seattle and Russ early on in the season. Uh, Lockett's connection with Geno is not that great. We've seen him connect with DK more, um, but I think James Winston is going to come in this game. He's going to ball out as best as he can with the weather conditions. Alvin Kamara probably will have a huge night. I think he's definitely going to score a touchdown at least. Um, you know, rushing, receiving. You know, he's going he's gonna to rack up the yards. That's just what he does. Uh, Deontay Harris, what do you think about him? Yeah, he's been shitting um, in place of Michael Thomas. Obviously, we saw what's going on Michael over Thomas there. Michael Thomas is not like what yeah, I feel like yeah. people make him to be. Uh, <laughs> he's not Ohio State Michael Thomas. He's not when he first came in the league with your Breeze. Uh, I don't know. I just think he's overrated. <laughs> yeah, Michael Thomas is kind of in a Ben Simmons predicament, in my opinion. Not I'm so deep. Might be a better receiver. Not so deep. <laughs> yeah, I'm just talking shit. You heard it here. From this guy. But, yeah, the Saints definitely have to get it done here, um, as well as the Seahawks. The Seahawks are more in a slump. Um, the Saints have to win it more so because of their division. They're battling the Bucks, But I would like to see a good game, barring weather conditions. I didn't want it to be as wet as it was last night because last night was not a fun game. So if you're tuned in early, I mean, obviously we drop after the game. But... Sadly, guys couldn't get it. We're taking the under, man, because of weather conditions. Absolutely. Under 45, all, take that, slam it, put 35 on it, put 100 on it. Do what you want, man. You heard it here first. We ran through everything. The Sixers, NBA, Doc Rivers, horrible coaching. Danny Green needs to step it up. Embiid, will he ever get a 25-plus point game? Um, Maxie's doing great. The shooting percentage needs to step up. Tobias, you're getting along. You're getting just by. Seth Curry, my man, keep stepping up. <laughs> Heat Nation, Jimmy Buckets, Kyle Lowry. I'm just talking shit, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So that pretty much wraps up the day. And uh, definitely, man, shout out to Jersey. Happy birthday to Jersey. Happy to Drake. I mean, he's just a legend. 
And uh, that pretty much concludes the episode. So if you made it this far, appreciate the love and support. Continue to look out for the content on the page. We post in polls almost every day, posting content every day. And we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Peace. Peace.